We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hello, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 156. Our guest today has always been in the equestrian world, whether as a rider, trainer, imports, sales business, but she's recently pivoted to create her own lifestyle brand called The Modern Horse and has recently come out with her first lifestyle subscription box in the equestrian space called The Bit Box. I thought it'd be so fun to have her on today, especially because she is new to the business and really showing how if you have a passion for something within the equestrian industry, you can create an amazing business around it. And it's perfect timing as we are launching our next equestrian workshop location right now in Chicago for July. So I thought it'd be so fun to talk a little business within the equestrian space. So without further ado, I would love to welcome our guest today, Julie Young. I have been a longtime fan and long time is funny because it's only been a couple months, but you have done something amazing within the industry with the modern horse. And so I would love to hear about how you got the idea and how that all started. But first, how did you get into the equestrian world from, from the start? So I'm actually very lucky to come from a family of equestrians. My grandmother was a hunter-jumper rider and has a barn uh, here in Katati that she built from the ground up. And when I was three, my mom decided to get me a pony. And I was really small, but the only pony they could find me was a large pony So my grandmother insisted that if I was going to ride a large pony, I needed to learn balance first. So I was put into vaulting and I started equestrian vaulting when I was three and I competed until I was 27. I went to many world championships, two world equestrian games for vaulting, once as a trainer and lunger and once as a competitor. And I kind of just slowly along the way developed different passions for different areas of the industry. I started riding hunter jumpers when I was young, but I couldn't really afford to go to many shows. So my mom was my groom and my trainer and my braider and my mom and my everything <laughs> and and my hauler. So we would, you know, hop in my grandma's two horse trailer and go to some local hunter jumper shows and then put my pony back in the trailer and come home. And then we started really getting into the vaulting and the vaulting was pretty much my junior career of equestrian life from the time that I was three through my, you know, junior years up through starting my own vaulting club when I was 18. And then when I was 21, I started working for Hope and Ned Glenn as a hunter jumper rider And it just started to kind of develop into much more. I've owned and operated my own hunter-jumper training sales import business now since 2008. And now I'm on to the modern horse and the bit box, which is a very wild ride and super exciting to get to do, but not an area of the industry I ever thought that I would be as interested and passionate about as I am. But it's, yeah, I I think I 
and I've also done some dressage in my background with my grandmother. So I've had a little bit of experience in several different parts of the industry and different disciplines. So that has allowed me to really have the different connections and corners of the the industry that helped me make the modern horse and the bit box, you know, kind of appeal to anybody in the industry. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, I, I can definitely agree with you in the sense that I always talk about this. We grow up and especially maybe more our generations who were thinking, okay, if you want to be a professional within the equestrian world, you have to either be A, a professional rider or B, a trainer. And there really isn't anything else that's highlighted or known or anything within the equestrian world. I don't know why I had such a narrow vision. and I, But I think that that's kind of all that was really shown off within the industry. And now I think there are so many opportunities and so many different positions that are highlighted within our space. And so it's really cool. I, I also, one, didn't know that I was going to be in the equestrian world as a professional, but B my my role is very unique within the industry and i never thought that you know a role like this even would exist so it's cool to see how other people have found their way not just as a rider or a trainer but doing something within the industry that you know filling a hole maybe within the industry finding something that people really love and running with it which it's which you're totally doing with the modern horse Yeah. And I, you know, as I've been a hunter jumper trainer and a vaulting coach and kind of like an equestrian life coach for so many young people along the way, I get the question from parents a lot as to, well, what area is there for my daughter or my son in this industry that they could have a profession? And that now has gotten so broad. And, you know, I feel like the possibilities are really limitless, whether Mm -hmm. it's realtors in the equestrian world, Mm -hmm. whether it's writers or, you know, there's so many people now that are needed in different areas of photography, videography. Mm -hmm. There's so much online now that is, you know, available that I think it's really important to show the possibilities to young people as well, so that we can continue to make different, you know, aspects of the equestrian world bigger to more people. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the reason that I started the the modern horse and the bit box, because I want something for everyone, really. When you started the modern horse, were you currently in kind of working at your training program and and still riding and, and teaching and things like that? Right. So I still have a training and import and sales business. I don't have a full clientele anymore. My barn is really only geared for consignment horses, investment horses, sale horses, and then my own personal horses. But so I haven't, I haven't really stepped away from that at all. Mm -hmm. I just kind of took a step over and I wanted to in December, jokingly with one of my clients, I got fab fit fun for Christmas. And I said to her, well, I was really wanting to get you something like this for the horse world. But, you know, I just didn't find anything that was catered well enough to her style and aesthetic as an equestrian. And I said, I should just start one. And she looked at me and she was like, oh my gosh, that's the best idea. (laughs) And I said to her, no, I was kidding. She goes, no, Julie, 
you should really think about it. She goes, you've always talked about wanting to do something more, you know, and that you have all these great design ideas and your branding for your barn is so great. Like, what if you did a new, you know, brand and equestrian lifestyle box? And I thought she was crazy for a couple of weeks. (laughs) And the more I thought about it, I have two young kids and the industry as a trainer and being on the road for horse shows doesn't really lend you to being home very often. Sure. And I thought, okay, this is a way that I could actually be home more. But when I am on the road, I could be benefiting so many more people than just myself or my few clients. You know, I could be really representing a brand and a new idea and getting something again for everybody out there. And so in January, I kind of got on a whim, bought my domain space and kind of started playing with the idea of logos and stuff. And by February 26th, we launched the BitBox at Thermal. And honestly, looking back, I'm not sure how I did it so quickly. I have a woman that helps me, Cheryl, who's a very good friend. And I consider her a family member that has really just been my wingman this whole time. And I have a very supportive family and friends, but I just, I guess I never really looked back once I started. And that's what's really continued to drive the whole business and the ideas behind it and how we reach out to our customers and our new subscribers. I found a very intriguing idea of working with people online. You know, I've never met these people like you. I haven't actually met you, but you Mm -hmm. kind of feel this connection because we're all in the same space of the equestrian world. And we understand what the hard work and the, the dream and the passion behind whichever avenue of the industry we're in. And that's just kind of like a known respect that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's been really fun to, to experience as well. That's so cool. That's something that we try to do all the time with the equestrian workshop. So my friend Leah and I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with, we did last year, right before COVID had our very first in-person workshop where we had, uh, 12 other equestrian businesswomen get together and we, uh, Leah and I took them through sessions of social media marketing and management and it was amazing and they had, you know, great takeaways, but the biggest thing was just the community that was built and just the, the kind of built in system of positivity and encouragement for all of these different business endeavors. And, and like, like you were saying, we had realtors, we had, we had different fashion people within the fashion industry, whether that was designing your own label or influencing or photography, or there was, it was literally almost every single attendee was, had a different role within the industry. And it was so cool to see how after the fact, and, and now a year and a half from, from when it happened, all of the amazing things that have grown because of that and those relationships there. So I feel like it's so important to find people who are constantly in your corner, not only to encourage you, but maybe if you are 
straying in a direction that doesn't align with what your you know original mission was to give back to that and to encourage in that way too. So I I totally get that. I feel like that's so important for for anyone, but especially for you as you are diving into this new venture. Yes, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what kind of brought on obviously the core idea of the Bitbox, but how did you go from the idea to then so quickly after come up with such a great product? I mean, there are other equestrian boxes and I I think you do such a great job kind of curating the right products for just your classic equestrian. And so I think you do a really great job finding amazing brands to fill your lifestyle box. But how did you get to, you know, you were so involved with your your training and your import business, and then to really pivot to something very creative, very strategic, very marketing focused. What was that transition like for you? And, and how did that kind of look? So I, I think the biggest part about the bit box that's so exciting for me and and the part that I like the most is every time I think of something different or Cheryl brings, you know, an idea up of a product, we we immediately start to kind of brainstorm of is there something out there that would already fit in the box? What brands have we used in the past that we love and that you know, if we were going to stand behind a brand that we already use, you know, in our everyday training and riding, you know, what would that look like in the box? So as I started it, I reached out mainly locally to start with and to people that I knew well that had products that I use, Pony Suds being one. And Denise said Pony Suds was great. She said, you know, I'm really excited for you. I want to support you. And immediately how many soaps can I get to you? And so then I thought, okay, well, that was, that was awesome. And amazingly, like seamless. It can't be that way with everybody, right? So I started reaching out to other people. And then as I started to do it, I realized that women owned businesses in this industry are the majority, but also a little bit of different brands that I was unaware of. So I reached out to people that I either had a product or I had seen a product that I liked and just kind of started small and just worked my way out. Karen at KF Clothing, I reached out to her and she said, you know, and this was all just at COVID, you know, so it was really a lot of these smaller businesses were struggling on how do we get out to market when we can't physically be at horse shows traveling to horse shows is too hard or non-existent. And a lot of these major horse shows were being canceled. So it was even a bigger reality for me that I can help them get their products to people in a way that's new, exciting, and ever-changing and evolving with the products that they get, but all within the same style and the same life that we live as equestrians. And then From there, I had people reaching out to me about, you know, well, I mean, equestrians aren't all that different from athletes, which is true. So then I had tennis players and runners, people reach out to me that started to see the products that I was posting and were super excited that they could use those in their, you know, everyday life. And they're like, we love the horse logos that you have in some of your brands. So I think 
because of the long lifestyle that I've had, you know, the life that I've had and the styles that I've seen develop from the time that I was three until, you know, 37. Now Mm -hmm. I just, I understand a little bit of the industry's taste and, you know, aesthetics and brands and which brands that are, you know, longer, like longevity brands versus up and coming brands. And I'm happy to support both. And then I had some people just start reaching out to me. So I, again, it's very new to me. And I don't, I definitely am always looking for new ideas, new brands and people that want to work with me coming up with, you know, maybe different products that don't seem to be on the market yet in the equestrian world, but that Mm -hmm. are used in other avenues of life that could really benefit the equestrian world. For example, we have in our summer box, it's the laundress and they have amazing laundry products, but they have a sports spray that you can carry with you everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it refreshes any clothing that has sweat or, you know, any type of, you know, stale smell, and you Mm -hmm. immediately smell like you've just (laughs) been to the beauty parlor. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, different products like that, that have been brought to me, either by Cheryl or other people that have known about me starting the Bitbox, that's been really helpful, too. So I think just keeping an open mind about what what's available and what's out there and how do we make it available to more people has kind of been my number one driving force behind making sure that the BitBox continues to have new products, but also support those that have maybe been around for a long time that are just quality classic products that all equestrians and people that just love the style can use. Have you ever needed to fly your horse somewhere? The partners of Equijet have been well-established in the competitive horse world for over 20 years and have been in the import and export business for more than 15. With lifetime passions of riding, training, and taking care of horses, Equijet's expertise and knowledge of the nuances of equine travel are just unparalleled in the business. They really understand that comprehensive and clear logistical solutions to shipping needs are of the utmost importance, and they ensure that your horses are headed to their final destination with the proper documents, safety, of course, at all times. At Equijet, they are horse people first, dedicated to the well-being of your horse in transit and to its destination in top condition. Equijet's top priority is shipping your horses safely and with the highest amount of service, and their team is absolutely committed to professionalism, detail, and timeliness. So to find out more about Equijet and how they could be helpful for your shipping needs, you can visit their website at equijet.com. That's E-Q-U-I-J-E-T.com. Thank you so much, Equijet, for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. So with the Modern Horse, the Bitbox, your import and your riding your own horses, your kids, your family, how do you manage to juggle it all? What do you do to stay sane and to stay productive through all of those different facets of your life? Yes, that's a very good question and probably one that not everybody has the time to hear. But I have a, an amazing mom and my I'm very lucky to live one pasture away from my parents. And so my own children spend the mornings with my mom so that I can 
spend the mornings on the modern horse and the bit box or vice versa at the barn and then swap. And then in the afternoon, the kids are either with me or still with my mom. And I have a very supportive husband who's not in the equestrian world. Well, he, he is in the fact that he's married to me, but other than that, he is a contractor. So his lifestyle is different yet parallels the same, you know, work and, and long days and hours. Mm -hmm. So he's been incredibly supportive. We've been together since we were 14 and 16. So he knows what he was getting into from the beginning. Everybody warned him. (laughs) Um, And then I just have a really great, you know, I have a great groom at the barn that I've worked with for a long time. And one of my best friends who's a vaulter helps me manage some of the horses when I'm not there or when I'm here, she helps keep them well maintained in the program and i think it's just kind of a a group effort and for me i love being at the barn so my sanity is the barn and outside and you know i do the modern horse out of my house currently and i think that's also important for people to know because when i first started it i thought oh i have to have a really nice office space and like a warehouse space and all of that. And it's just, you know, it's really, to be honest, not in a budget when you have a startup. And so reconfiguring a garage and a basement is not a bad way to get a business started. And so I think that's also good for anybody that's thinking about starting a business or, you know, developing a new product or brand. You don't have to go out of the, you know, gate running full speed, you can definitely start at your own pace. And as it builds, start to fill, you know, different needs and areas of space and cost and all of that, because that's been the only thing that's a little bit hard for me. I'm the type that's like, oh, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way. But when you have product that you have to buy to Mm -hmm. me, like better quality product and you know, brands in the box is more important to the space that I put them together in. And that's been a little bit hard for me to balance, but I'm finding definitely some peace in knowing that people are loving their boxes. And even the people that give me feedback about, you know, maybe something that they had a question about, it's all part of the development into something that can be, you know, really great and successful long-term. And so that's my goal for sure for the modern horse and the bit box. And people ask me a lot already, what's the difference between the modern horse and the bit box? And the modern horse is the brand that I started to be able to have a platform for the bit box. There's always plans for growth and development and future products and boxes for the modern horse to launch so right now the bit box is the the main product that the modern horse you know is the the jumping off point for totally so cool that that is so exciting i have already received your box and i love it is so well done and i i think for some people who are you know, big, there's a, there's a type of person that I feel like is really into a subscription box. And I feel like I'm one of those people where I'm like getting a box full of goodies is just like, 
I mean, who doesn't want it to feel like Christmas morning, you know, all the time. Exactly, so exactly. I think it is so fun. But the big thing I think that a lot of people struggle with, with a subscription box is that you get a box full of goodies. And then in all reality, you use maybe two or three things and the rest, you know, end up in the back of your closet or in in your bathroom junk drawer or, you know, what have you. So I think that that's something that you've done so well. And maybe it's due to it being a specific niche of the equestrian world. But I think that you have done an excellent job finding product and pieces and, and different things that people really love that are pretty and that are fun and that are great to use, but things that are also really useful and really practical. So I think you have like a great, found a great kind of combination of the products that you incorporate into the BitBox. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I think that's, that's a little bit been the push for us and seeing some of the other subscription boxes, not just subscription boxes in the industry, but also, you know, lifestyle subscription boxes is that really quality over quantity is Mm -hmm. important. And I think with the equestrian world, we see that a lot. So I, I def the the one thing I've struggled so far with, with feedback that I really want to put out there for everybody to understand is, you know, when we get products in, we love to share our brands and our products that are supporting the box and new items that we have coming in and to show just how many exciting things there could be in the box. And just because there isn't maybe a product in the box that you get for the summer doesn't mean you won't see that product of some sort. You know, it, it might be you know, like a hat, for example, that you didn't get in your summer box. Well, maybe you'll get that you know, version, but a different color or Mm -hmm. combination in your next box. And we, because it's, you know, basically what you've got in your box is curated from your profile. It's also good for people on their profiles to tell me as much about them as possible, because we do, we sit and read every profile and, you know, make notes and discuss product for that person individually. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a mass production of, you know, just two different box options. And if you're a certain age, or, you know, have a certain preference, you get one box. And if you're not, then you just get this other box, right? We really do try to put something that is super specialized for that one person based off of their profile and their color preferences and choices. And I do a lot of research online on people that, you know, follow me or friend me on Facebook. And I I find that to be part of, again, part of growing up in the industry, you almost feel connected to people that you don't necessarily know, Mm -hmm. but you want them to receive something on their doorstep or in their mail that is just so exciting and so true to who they are that they don't end up with a product that ends up in the junk drawer or, you know, in the very back of the car, you know, for somebody to pick up and be like, oh, what's this? Oh, something I got in my box, you know? I want it to be something that you will always feel like, oh, I can totally use this. And Mm -hmm. I also encourage people if they get something in their box that isn't necessarily for them, gift it to somebody to Mm -hmm. say like, here, I got this in my box and I totally thought of you. And then give me that feedback because I'm happy to take any and all feedback and really work on 
growing this business and my products in the box to being, you know, well received by anybody that's a subscriber. Mm -hmm. I think a big part of launching a business like you have is to be able to identify who your ideal client is. So if you had to describe who your ideal user of the BitBox would be, how would you describe that person? I, so I feel like a BitBoxer subscriber is somebody that has the excitement and the interest in something new that they may not have and seeing different brands and lifestyle you know, products that we put together to suit that one person and people like yourself, people that are so excited to receive something four times a year when Mm -hmm. it's not Christmas. And also to support women owned businesses, small businesses. And, you know, most of these companies and brands in the industry are self-started, self-founded, women owned, and just products that are wonderful and quality products that are so useful and desired. And my other subscriber is somebody that maybe can't get to a horse show to be able to shop for themselves Mm -hmm. or doesn't know about new up and coming brands because, you know, maybe that's not something that's readily available to them. And I really want the BitBox to be accessible for everybody. And that's, that's been the biggest part of this. And that's why the advertising and, you know, I drove from California all the way to Ocala (laughs) and back with a U-Haul in tow to go to Florida and take product there because I knew with COVID and travel restrictions, that was going to be an issue. And I had, you know, 200 boxes with me when we originally launched the original box, which was just, you know, the original box had less, it had more Uh, products, but it was less catered to each individual because it was just kind of a, a organic, unique idea of what the bit box is. So people could understand, but, and I think that was a little bit confusing to people as well. So really the, the subscription and the subscriber that we're going to, you know, that we're looking to find is anybody that wants equestrian lifestyle products to fit their daily needs Mm -hmm. is our subscriber. You don't have to be a horse show goer. You don't have to be, you know, at a, at a big barn with a ton of people. You don't have to be somebody that, you know, is on social media. We have lots of different subscribers from all over the country already. And people that are reaching out to me from Canada and, you know, other parts of the world. And so I, I'm hoping that as it, you know, continues to develop, I will be able to make it available to everyone. And, and that's also coming from a place of, again, only being in this business for three months, I've definitely have a lot to learn. And the more feedback I can get is great. Love it. 
Amazing. I think that's a great mindset to have in order to learn and be able to adjust and pivot and focus on the things that went really well and people really love. And then to be able to tweak the things that people didn't like as much or things that didn't go as smoothly. So I think that's a really great mindset to have that flexibility and that that viewpoint. What would you say is an area of the industry that you are particularly passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? Oh, that's another hard question. So I feel like I've been very blessed in the fact that my family lives on a very small amount of acreage and we have outdoor pastures and a small six stall barn in Katati. And I grew up doing it all. And my mom made sure of that. And same thing with vaulting. We grew up doing it all. And I feel like the one thing that I'm very passionate about is like the the entirety of the program when you are an equestrian you know we for vaulting it was about your own health your mental health supporting each other you know finding new and innovative ways to create new dynamic freestyles or music interpretation and with my horses being at home I always had the opportunity to design my own courses when I was riding so I I've learned a lot in the industry by just experiencing it. And I feel like that's maybe something that I find is lacking a little bit. A lot of the clients that come to me, you know, they're just starving for the, you know, the experience and the knowledge behind what goes into being an actual equestrian, you know, feed program for your horse, you know, why we choose the type of bridle or bit that we use on a horse. So just, the the intuitive side of being an equestrian is very like I'm very passionate about that because I've grown up training my own horses and training my own vaulting horses and so I feel like you know a lot of times we just go through the motions of the days at the barn and don't take a step back to look at why something is the way it is or how you know, how did we pick a two ring snaffle for that horse rather than something else? So just being open and, and ex, you know, accepting the fact that a lot of people don't, didn't grow up that way, you know, mm-hmm. didn't grow up being able to ask and have questions answered. So I love when people ask me questions and when, you know, when I get young people that are excited about a new company or a new brand and they want to know how did you get involved with it so whether it's the horse aspect or the industry in itself I think finding new ways to educate is really you know something that I find to be again an endless opportunity for people I know Piper Clem did a couple of courses last summer and I think she has them again this summer for you know I think it's like equestrian management, development, you know, I, I'm not sure if the entirety of it, but just that idea is really, I think, a great way to get more opportunities out there in the industry. So again, that's a, a question that I could probably go on forever about, but I think just making, like seeing that there's so many opportunities out there and that our industry is basically like always expanding Mm -hmm. and developing new, you know, ideas, products, programs, new ways to make the horse 
you know, fitter, stronger, healthier, better ways to make the athlete themselves more, you know, mentally prepared. Right. And it is, it's a very demanding sport, whether no matter what discipline you're in, the equestrian world as a whole is a very impressive sport and, and dynamic between trainers, horses, coaches, families, you know, that we, there's so much out there that we need to continue to explain and develop and educate people on so that we can continue to make it even better. Amazing. I mean, do you feel like that that translates across all areas of the equestrian industry as far not only, you know, like the why behind what, you know, the bit that you use or the the way you warm up a horse, but then also the way that you communicate with other, you know, marketing people or people that you're working with in a business standpoint of the industry and just kind of all the different areas. Do you find that that's kind of the same thought process that you have throughout um, no matter what area of the industry? Yeah, I think, you know, whether it's somebody that's bringing up a new product or, you know, a new brand that wants to talk about being in the box Mm -hmm. there's always like a history behind how they got started why they're making the product they're making how is that gonna you know benefit or impact the industry so I think no matter what it's uh, the the part about the industry that to me is always like you said there used to just be like a trainer or Mm -hmm. uh, you know there was only a couple of avenues in the industry that you could be a professional in. And now there's just so many that that's, that's the part that I think is really exciting when you're talking about the future of the industry. It's not anymore just about buying and selling horses or collecting board and training. It's about so many of the smaller dynamic pieces that make this industry so exciting and there's just so much evolution that you know I I think that that's part of the reason that you and I are in the space that we're in today and I think it's also I mean just in the last three months I've learned so much more about influencers for example and my son is seven and he told me you know two years ago he wanted to be a youtuber and I thought (laughs) what the heck is a youtuber you know and now I get it I really understand how much goes behind the scenes in making so many of the things that we learn and we educate ourselves on. I find myself now listening to podcasts and watching interviews and just things that before didn't seem as like much of an impact to what what's true today. Mm-hmm. And I think the those are the, you know, developing new, I guess, education streams for young people that I think are really important. Totally. Yeah. I think that's a really great point. What is this next, I guess the remainder of 2021 look like for you and your businesses? So I've actually started to narrow down my training and, and client base, like I said, and really focus on local shows and shows not so local. I plan to go to Florida a bit in the winter and 
I haven't experienced a whole circuit on the East Coast. And I thought that would be something to kind of see the development of the product by then and, you know, find some new avenues of expanding and meeting with new, you know, brands and seeing how we say the other side of the world in the same industry works. (laughs) And people say California and Florida are so similar. And then you go to each place and you're like, but they're so different. Mm -hmm. So I I would like to go to a few different locations and just kind of take in what each, you know, show or area or state has to offer for, you know, me continuing to build new relationships with new brands or even existing brands and companies and finding different people that, you know, give the, like I said, the feedback has been really important. While I develop this a little bit more, I would like to take more time to ride myself. I feel like I've spent a lot of time training clients and client horses. And and I love developing young horses and bringing in a horse that maybe needs a new avenue and direction of a different discipline within the industry. Mm -hmm. So I plan to do that with a few horses that I've recently acquired, definitely spending some more time with my family now and continuing to, you know, plan how the bit box will evolve. We already have our fall box planned because the people that are subscribing now, basically until July 1st, those people can get the summer box. And then after that, we ramp up for the fall box, which comes out September 1st. So just again, kind of riding the riding the wave of a new avenue in life that I didn't expect that I would be on and continuing to educate myself on the commerce side of this industry that I've Mm -hmm. now totally jumped both feet into and just finding ways to also, you know, I've started to work with, I want to start to work with giving back too with the BitBox. Mm -hmm. So this next, like the end of 2020, I'm really going to work towards reaching out to some nonprofits and people that could really benefit from the BitBox themselves. So that's kind of the next part of the BitBox that I think is going to be the biggest, you know, challenge for me in a new space. But I think it's really important. And I also, like I said, I'm looking for new businesses that maybe are not in the industry yet that are, you know, some outer brand that works in a different athletic wear or, you know, different things that we could bring to the equestrian world that we didn't necessarily have before will sure. be another direction that we try to go with the bit box, but still sticking with like the classic true equestrian aesthetic. Definitely. Yeah. For someone looking to check out the BitBox as a consumer or for a brand looking to work with you or a nonprofit to chat about possibilities um, of partnership, what would be the best way for people to get more information and to get in touch with you? So I currently do everything via email and I'm very often on Instagram 
I find myself on it far more than I ever thought I would. And <laughs> I don't claim to know how to use it all that well. So I do everything myself at the moment. I have, like I said, Cheryl's my wingman and she is right there, but I try to not throw too many things her way. But people are, the website is is www.themodernhorse.com. And when you email through there, it comes directly to me. My email is also very easy. It's Julie at themodernhorse.com. So I try to make it as simple for people to get in touch with me as possible because I like to be accessible to people that want to learn more, know more. Again, feedback is great. And I'm working on figuring out the social media part of the business because that's that's also a new space to me. But Mm. if anybody has anything you know, through Instagram or Facebook, I'm definitely, definitely available as well as email. And I'm pretty sure because I'm, you know, I've had the Silver Bay Stables business for a long time. I'm pretty sure my phone number is just about anywhere on the internet at this time. So (laughs) I'm happy to be reached at any of those, any of those spaces. Amazing. Well, Julie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to chat with me and give me a little rundown. I will also, once this episode airs, so today I am going to do a little unboxing of the BitBox because you sent me my package and I'm so excited to go through it and show everyone. So I'm going to be doing that over on my Instagram if you want to go check out and get a little sneak peek of what could be inside. But thank you so much for taking the time and I wish you all all the best. Thank you so much. And I think what you're doing and the, like I said, the different space now that has allowed the industry to really grow and learn things from wonderful equestrians like yourself is just beyond anything that I think was imaginable. So thank you so much for doing this. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.